Greetings and welcome to another Different Church Podcast. My name is Jarrett, and I hope you are having an awesome day. I'm recording this intro at 1, 2, 3 a.m. Sunday night slash Monday morning. <clears throat> and today was a really cool service. Hannah took the day off. Um, she was still there in attendance, but she didn't speak. Um, I was harassing her because, of course, she would take the week off those daylight savings time. But in her defense, this has been on the calendar for a couple months, and <clears throat> I'm sure you're like us, and you had no idea that it was daylight savings time until like two days ago. So it's not her fault. But the good news is we had a really good crowd, and it was a really cool speaker. His name is Dieter Randolph, and he attends sometimes. His uh, daughter, Raina, sings in the band and helps out in the kids' area and is just an all-around awesome part of Different Church, along with her husband, Jordan, and what a cool family. Also, I just want to put this on record. More people should be named Dieter. Um, Gen Z, do better with the, the kids' names. Like, we got to go back to our grandparents' generation and start using some of their names. So anyway, shout out to Dieter for having an awesome name and for honestly being a really, really great fill-in for Hannah. Um, he crushed it. Um, we are calling this episode of the podcast Dieter Says Yes. But before we get to him, I do have one announcement. Uh, this coming Sunday, if you are local, it is our three-year birthday. Woo! Yay! Who would have ever thought that a little tiny church of a bunch of punk misfits funding themselves would be able to last three years pretty amazing we are sort of canceling service that day we're still going to meet but we're not having any sort of message or band we're just going to have a potluck and we are going to have an adult version of a three-year-old's birthday party so if you're local come on out same time same place 10:30 at the opera club and celebrate three years of different okay let's uh, hear from Dieter but before that I want you to hear extremely briefly from Pastor Hannah Everyone applaud. Be happy. So, do you know what it is to be a no person? Do you know what I mean when I say a no person? I guess the right answer is no. I know what it is to be a no person because that has been my religious persuasion for a very long time. I started as a no person. I think it's because I got told no a lot. You see, I am a minister's kid, and I'm a minister's grandkid. Check that out. And so I got told no a lot, because minister's kids, they're the worst. Right, Raina? Amen. <laughs> I think no for me was a defense mechanism. You know what I mean? No felt safe whenever someone came to me with a request, an offer, an opportunity. Hey, do you want to try this new thing? For me, it was like closing a door. No. Safe. Everything that came to me, my default response was no. To the point where my yes was a no. Someone would say, this is fabulous. And I'd say, no, it's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't give you a yes. I was a no person in every sense of the word. My default response, my security blanket, the, the wall around me was built out of little no bricks. You know? When I was 20, a very long time ago, when I was 20, my girlfriend, who is now my wife, spoilers, 
said to me, guess what? You're going to be a dad. And I said, no. <laughs> I've read a lot of self-help book stuff about manifestation and affirmations and attraction and all that kind of stuff. And so I said, let's not affirm that. <laughs> and you can imagine how well that worked because she's in the room, the kid. <laughs> but I didn't get it, you know, I was afraid. And no was my security blanket. Now I recognize that that is a cowardly response to the thing. I get it now, didn't get it then. I should have got it because once again I grew up with this stuff. And I want to share with you the scripture for today up on the screen there. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now that's like the pre-Christmas stuff, right? That's right before the nativity scene kind of thing. You know the scene. You've sung the songs, perhaps. The angel shows up and says, Mary, everything's going to change for you. Guess what? You're going to be a mom. My response to that kind of question was, no, let's not affirm that. Mary was cool with it. Because she, at an age much younger than I was at 20, was much braver than I was, you know? And you know the deal. You can imagine it. And like I said, you know the story. We talk about it all the time, right? The angel says, guess what? Your whole life is going to change. And in fact, the whole world is going to change. It's going to mean everything. And I think that we're all led to go, well, what would, what would I say in a situation like that? Because I think that a lot of people, myself included, would have said, I got a thing. I can't do the, I think I sort of have a headache. I can't go. I didn't get tickets. You know what I mean? I'm allergic <laughs> to whatever this thing is that you're talking about. But Mary said what she said. And as a result, here we are today, you know, and everything that has come between now and then. Think of it. Because of a yes. And I also really love Mary's yes, because first of all, Mary's attitude was not, I'm not worthy, I can't look you in the eye. I'm not good enough. But it also wasn't, of course, I was waiting for your call. <laughs> Fix it up with my people, we'll talk. It was that wonderful middle response where Mary basically says, I don't get it, I mean, who the heck am I? But if you say so, May everything you say come true. Fine. Mary doesn't ask a question about worthiness. She says, well, how's this going to work? But if you say so, here we go. And that's a wonderful lesson because there are awesome things that happen all the time. And I believe that each and every one of those things is God saying, check this out. And in fact, the formula for every miracle, if you want to use that word, every healing, every revolution, every moment of, oh, okay, this works, and everything in between, the formula for that is very simple. It is a collision of two yeses. Life says yes. God says yes. And we say yes too. There has to be an agreement. None of this, I've learned this the hard way and the easy way, none of this works against our will you got to agree with it. There's something amazing about that moment. The blueprint for miracles is a collision of yeses. And right before the nativity scene part, there's this part where, depending on the Bible you have, it'll say something like the genealogy of Jesus. 
It's the boring part. It's like the opening credits. You know, so-and-so begat so-and-so. It's like the crawl at the beginning of Star Wars. And Shmi begat Anakin. And Anakin begat Luke and Leia. And Arathorn begat Aragorn. Just to mess with your fandom head. And, and I don't know about you, but, but very often when I read that part, I kind of skip ahead because I want to get to the part with the baby and then soon enough the loaves and fishes and everything else. I, fine, I don't need the credits. But it turns out there's important theological reasons why we have the opening credits. And for the sake of right now, the important thing to remember is this is a list of people who said yes. And in very strange circumstances over and over again. These are people who didn't have all the answers, who didn't even have any hope of having all the answers, who didn't know what it all meant, but they just said yes to something. They just showed up, stepped forward. And as a result of all of those collisions of yeses and collisions of yeses and collisions of yeses, the genealogy of yeses ends in that moment. That's amazing. That's amazing. But I guess when you think about it, the whole Bible is a story about yeses. I mean, at the, at the very beginning, all the way through, every single moment of message is this. You ready? Here's the message of the Bible over and over again. Hey, this thing is awesome. You should get involved. Over and over again, the basic idea is let there be light. And it was good and very good. Awesome. You should get involved. All the way through to you're the light. You should get involved over and over again. This is a book about yes. And I know that that might sound insane. Depending on where you've been, you might have been in a place where somebody said, the Bible is a no book. You are a no person. Get over it. And if you suffer real, real good, someday, wait till your father comes home. You know? I get it. But that's not what's in the book. It's about yes. It's about affirmation. It's about how awesome all of this is and continues to be because of who you are. There's something amazing and magical, more so than any words can put into it, how, how amazing all of this is. But let me put all of that a different way. If it was about suffering, why would Jesus help anybody? You know what I mean? I have been to churches where the idea was if you suffer long enough and hopefully make other people miserable too, everybody gets on the heaven boat and it's cool. Someday it'll be better. Sucks now. Maybe you've heard that one too. But if suffering was the currency, wouldn't Jesus gone up to the lepers and gone, nice work, guys. Yeah, high five you, but not gonna, you know, that kind of thing. You're suffering great. Keep up the good work. But the fact that Jesus helped people and said, you know what, you should help people too, says everything that we need to know, everything we need to know about whether or not suffering is the currency or whether or not the currency is something different. But let me put that differently. In the beginning, you imagine sort of a James Earl Jones voice around that. Everything that's made, you know that very part of the very, very beginning? Everything God makes is pronounced to be good and very good. Think about it. The essence of all of this, the essence of you and me and everything else is good and very good, says God. Now, you can take somebody else's word for it. That's fine. I felt that way sometimes, too. But you know what the book says, and you know what your heart says. 
There's something amazing about that because good and very good is, you know, sounds hard to get your head around, but it boils down to this. At every moment of creation, God says, yes. And you know what that feels like. I mean, it says you're made in the image and after the likeness and all that. So maybe we know already kind of what that feels like because when something works, you get the green light when you're running late. You get the promotion. You get the phone number. You get whatever it is that, that is a little nod that is working out. Your heart says, yes. You know what that feels like. And I suppose that's why the essence of every religious ceremony is yes. I mean, people say, I do, right? You ever been to a christening? Bless you. We say that then too. You ever been to a christening? Now, I don't know what your experience has been, and I've been to some where the idea seems to be something like, okay, the kid's messed up, you're messed up, the world's messed up, just, you know, hold on. That's not how I do it. When I do a christening, the idea is something like this. God made this kid, and therefore it's good. It's beautiful, in fact. It's awesome, in fact. It's, it's outstanding, in fact. It's everything, in fact. And then I say something like, you're not going to mess this up, right, to all the people around. You're not going to mess this kid up, right? You're going to keep this kid in a place of yes, right? You're not going to lock the kid into a place of no and anger and, and, and regret and bleh, right? That's what I say. And I have the people say, tell me that you're going to be nice to this kid. I say it in a, in a much more flowery way, but that's the essence of it. You're going to remember, you're going to keep this kid in conscious memory that they're awesome, yeah? That's what I say. Because it only takes about five minutes of being around a kid to know that they are awesome. Kids know about yes. And look, you've seen all the same Instagram posts I have. You know that, for example, racism is learned behavior. You know that no, in general, is learned behavior. Kids start out in a place of yes. One of the coolest things, one of the most exciting things for a little kid is when you and them have the same thing. You got red shoes? I got red shoes. Yes. You like Spider-Man? I like Spider-Man. Best friends. Remember how good you were at being best friends when you were a kid? You're good at this because it's who you are. I used to think that no made me cool, that no made me sophisticated, and what it turns out to be is that no just makes you old, and that's different. No is the language of closing off from life, and it makes you old. Yes is the thing that makes you alive and makes you young. Yeah. Now, I want to be really careful about this. So hold on with me, please, because I want, to, I want to be careful. When I see a person, and in fact when I see it in myself, come from a no place, I recognize that that no is like scar tissue, you know? No is the language of, I'm scared of being hurt. No is the language of, I have been hurt and I don't want this to happen again. When someone comes at me in a no way, I get it that there's some healing that needs to happen. And we always want to be careful about that. Because I am certain that there are people in this room, that there are people watching online and everything else. There are people who have been so impacted by something so toxic, negative, yucky, to use a technical term that there's a tendency to just want to, oh, I just got to put the, the cloak on, the armor on, because I got to get safe. So no. Whatever it is, the answer is no. I understand that. Take the time you need to take to grieve. 
but don't let it be forever. Because no is not the truth about who you are. We know that from what the Bible says. We know that from what it is like to be a little kid. And everything in between, don't let that be forever. Because look, it's not who you are. And anybody who's ever been in the closet and anybody who's ever loved somebody who's been in the closet knows how toxic it is to try to live in a way that's not true to what's in your heart. Yes is what's in your heart. So don't let it be forever. But let me put that a different way. If you're a no person... Who wins? Because you don't. No shuts you off from growth. No shuts you off from healing. No shuts you off from speaking truth to power and revolution and just having fun. No shuts you off from all of that. No makes you easy to control. And I don't believe in any kind of weird conspiracy theory or whatever. Yuck, whatever. Not into it. But I will say that if I wanted to control people, I would make them into no people. I would get them closed off from their happiness and their good and their joy. I would get them hating and fighting and judging each other and saying no all the time so that I could do whatever I wanted. Mm. No is the language of oppression. That's my point. So all of that is to say this. This is the point. If you're writing things down, this is the thing I want you to write down. If you're committing things to memory, this is the thing to commit to memory. If you're into tattooing things, weird but okay, don't tattoo this. We've just met... Your happiness, your victory, your growth, your getting over it, whatever it happens to be, your happiness is okay with God. From good and very good all the way through to things like the works I do, you shall do also. I came that your joy might be full. You want another one? How about when Jesus refers to God as our Father? Think about what that means, those two words. Your happiness is okay with God. The thing is, can it be okay with you? Because miracles are a collision of two yeses. It can't happen against your will. That's the deal. And look, I get it. I've had moments where something beautiful happened and I couldn't see it. Like the story I told at the beginning of this. You don't have to know how all of this works. You just have to say, all right, if you say so, God, just like Mary did. Can you get to a place of agreement with good? Can you get to a place of amen? You know what amen means? It's fine with me. You ever seen a political commercial? You, you listen to all, this, all of the lies about whatever they're trying to tell you, and then they go, my name is Joe Blow, and I approve this message. <laughs> amen means I approve this message. It means it's okay with me. So let your happiness be okay with you. Don't let the stuff that happened harden your heart, not forever. Don't let it make you into a no person, not forever. Find something to say yes to. Because when you think about how awesome it is that you exist, when you think about all of the things that had to happen for you to be in this room, to be born and everything in between, you are a thermodynamic miracle. And you begin to realize that, that none of this is earned. This life isn't earned. This love isn't earned. This moment isn't earned any more than gravity is earned, any more than sunshine is earned. It just is. And in the same way, just like that genealogy of Jesus, your life is a genealogy of people said yes. Now I know there were some no's in there. There were some toxic moments. There were people who didn't get it. There were people who should have been there for you who weren't. I know. 
I'm sorry about that. I really am. As one dad to a group of people, <laughs> I get it. I'm sorry. But you know what? There were some important yeses, and I know that because you're here. And no matter how bumpy the road, how long it's been, it brought you here. And this is a good place to be, man. Your life is a genealogy of yeses, so be the yes for somebody else. I didn't get it at first, but then a doctor put a baby in my arms, and something in my heart said, yes. And every day since then has been yes. Look, I don't know what your deal is with your biological parents. I get it. Sometimes it's a bumpy road. Sometimes there's no road at all. I get it. But what I do know is that when you were created, God said, yes. Your job is simply to be that yes for somebody else, to stand up for that, to set somebody free. Because after all, freedom is a choice. Thank you very much.